0: We're talking about uh, the rental situation in this country this half hour. We know that rents have been way up right across the country. 32.2% over last year in Atlantic Canada, Ontario, BC and Alberta, 17.7, 15.1, 13.2. Well above inflation, right? Uh, the big issue, of course, is a one that you will know all about, supply and demand. That's really what it's about. Too much demand, not enough supply. Uh, housing prices and interest rates are making buying impossible for a lot of people. We heard from Kelly from Calgary in the last uh, 15 minutes. She's stuck too. A lot of people can't afford to buy. So they end up clogging the rental market because usually there's a passage of people that come in and out of it. Um, And when there's so much demand, you can't blame people, but uh, to want to charge more. So what exactly is going on? I mean, uh, we know we've seen that institutional investors are investing now in rental properties that appears to be driving up prices as well. This has turned into a hot commodity, a place to make money, which is always wrong when it comes to what is the most essential service in many ways, which is a roof over your head. We should obviously limit the amount of greed that gets involved in that system, but it's difficult. Um, But with a look at the whole system and uh, whether there'll be any relief anytime soon, Steve Pomeroy is with us. He's executive advisor for the Canadian Housing Evidence Collaborative at McMaster University. Thanks for your time, Steve. Welcome, ben. So we're seeing this. I mean, in your backyard, in my backyard, we're seeing rental prices really jump right across the country. How bad is it?
1: Yeah, they are they're they're going up dramatically. I mean, most cities are reporting double-digit increases in rents. Uh but but I think the you know what, what's happened here is we used to rely on CMHC data from the annual rent survey to figure out what how how much rents were going up. Uh, and that was really a an assessment of the housing stock, all of renters, you know, 80% of whom don't move plus the 20% that moved, So it was kind of a, a it was weighted down by the folks that didn't move. As we've moved in the last few years to using platforms like Rental.ca to actually do advertising, they've actually created a new data source for us. And they actually report just on the flow, the transactions of new rental tenancies that take place, which gets rid of all those people that didn't move. And I think it's a much more realistic representation of what's really happening. And you compare this year, this year's new transactions to last year's new transactions. And that's why it was probably happening before. We just didn't have the data to show us it was happening. And now we do.
0: Right. So, so in other words, this is really what you'll pay if you have to go out and rent today, as opposed to someone who's been in the same unit for seven, eight years and whose who's rent is far lower than market value would be. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. What is driving? I mean, that aside, I think we're seeing a jump in prices. We certainly see people paying a lot more for, for, for new flats. What do you think is driving it?
1: There's a couple of things there. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, you know growth, uh, you know, people coming into the country. I mean, new immigrants come in. We've had quite high immigration, leaving aside the, the, the border you know, closures during COVID. Um, and a significant part of those folks coming in are what's called um, a non-permanent residents, uh, which a lot of which are international students. So they are coming right into the rental market and adding demand. And the other thing we've seen happen over the last five or so years is as home prices have gone up, uh, alongside lending policies, what's called macro prudential policy, has has cons- things like the stress test and, and and qualifying rules, have made it more difficult for young families to move into ownership. So historically, folks left the rental market, created a vacancy, became an owner. If you can't become an owner, you stay in the rental market, and they're kind of clogging it up. And so we did see, you know, starting in 2016, uh, for the first time ever, the homeownership rate going down. And it went down quite dramatically in the 2021 census data, which we saw just come out last month. So there's a lot of uh, folks that are, are you know, staying in the rental market and adding to the additional growth. And those two things together, demand's pushing up up rents in the market.
0: Supply and demand, right? It is the oldest <laughs> the, yeah. the, 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 yeah. the the oldest uh, equation there is. Um what what about the, the idea that we just don't have enough rental stock in this country, that we haven't been maintaining it properly, we haven't been building enough of it. I know there's some, I see it being built around me now, but it feels like there's still a real lack.
1: Yeah, well, there, there were two things going on there. I mean, we certainly, you know, for many years didn't build, you know, given that a third of us are renters I, between 95 and 2015 less than 10% of new construction was for the purpose-built rental market. So we did undersupply during that period. We've significantly improved that the last few years going from about 20, less than 20,000 new rental units a year nationally to over uh, to almost 80,000 uh, last wow. year. So significant increase. But the other thing is we don't, you don't just create rental by building new rental buildings. You you know, the CMHC survey of purpose-built rental covers about 2.1 million uh, rental dwellings in the country, and there are 4.6 in total. The other two, 2.2 million are actually what we call the secondary rental market. So you know, folks that actually own a condo and rent it out or they own a house and rent it out, they have a suite in a house. And so what we've seen in the, in the, in the most recent uh, census data is uh, a, you know, a significant number of existing units moved from being owner-occupied to being investor-owned and renter-occupied. So we, we have two sources of supply. And I think that's sort of the informal supply coming through the chain in tenure in the existing stock is actually bigger than new construction, so we we have to look both at tra- change in, in in the the type of of tenure of existing homes as well as new construction. Um, so to some extent, that that you know the small investor coming into the market has actually been very favourable, uh, but they've also tended to to charge quite high rents. Uh, you know they're buying new condos and they're able to get two thousand twenty five hundred bucks a month for them, and that's pulled the rents up quite significantly.
0: Yeah, there has been a lot of talk about institutional investors going into that space. Sort of the idea of predatory investment going into into the rental market and driving up prices uh, with with a business. Essentially, that's the business model. How big a deal is that? It certainly makes for alarming headlines. But how big a deal do you think it is? You know, across the country.
1: I think it is significant, but it's not just. I mean, I think the REITs have been tarred with a brush as the bad guys on this, and I don't think that's a particularly fair characterization. I think it's happening across all investment sectors. Just because rent because rents were going up, residential rental properties have been identified by investors as an attractive asset class. And whether it's a REIT, whether it's a large capital fund, whether it's a pension fund, or whether it's you or I uh, and our neighbours going out there and buying another property, you know, we, we see this massive sort of wrath of, uh, of investment. And I think because the, the the demand is there, you can charge a high rent and people will, will pay it. Uh, and what we have in pretty well most jurisdictions across Canada, vacancy decontrol. When you leave your existing rental unit, the landlord can reset the rent at what the market will bear. Uh, and we've seen a lot of that kind of going on on vacancy turnover. That's where we're seeing these big rent increases. There are some more predatory, sort of uh, you know, less scrupulous uh, landlords that are doing things like renovation I think that's that gets the media attention and it is a bad thing to be doing. But I think there's a natural market process that's also probably much bigger and really is just uh, people are taking advantage of the fact that there's strong demand. You can get those high rents, and people are basically, when they get a vacant unit, they're jacking the rent up. My, the building I live in, uh, someone lived there for seven or eight years, moved out last year. They were paying 900 bucks. Landlord put it up to $1,500, and that's yeah. just a natural thing for landlords to do.
0: Yeah, you can't blame them for charging what the market will bear, yeah. right? Uh, obviously, yeah. it's especially since tenants often stay for a long time, so uh, not always, but if you have a tenant that stays for six, Seven eight years, you want to make sure you're charging the market price when it becomes available, right?
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah. So it's this whole market phenomenon is really sort of you know, allowing prices to go up, rents to go up.
0: Yeah, any any stabilization in the in the future here? Do you see these 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 rates, sort of these rental rates, kind of flattening a bit uh, at any time? We know housing prices are going down somewhat, still expensive, uh, but do you see it stabilizing at all in the in the near future?
1: You know, the, the key there is for existing renters don't move. <laughs> because, I mean, the, right. the thing that's allowing rents to go up so much is this vacancy decontrol thing. So if renters wanted to have a protest, we'd say, OK, we're not going to move. We're going to stay where we are. Uh, and then the vacancy control thing would only be a very few units would be left to do that. Um, that's kind of a behavioral thing. And people move for various reasons, jobs and changing lifestyle and everything else. So you know, maybe hard to do um, from a regulatory point of view. I don't think there's much we can do about it. Governments have no appetite to impose stronger rent controls. And we used to have controls on those vacated units and they've kind of gone away certainly that would help but i don't see a lot of political support for doing it um and i think you know now with with uh immigration targets going to five hundred and fifty thousand next year immigrants when they first come to the country tend to be renters so the you know the the sort of the 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 fundamentals would suggest there's going to continue to be strong demand and that only means that rents are going to continue to go up and be uh, be out of reach
0: yeah certainly a landlord's market these days Uh, stephen pomeroy thank you so much for your time
1: you're welcome ben take care